everybody. What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me Boss Lee or the People's Mentor. And this is episode 474 of the show. This is all about the, I believe, seven. It is different leadership theory types. You've probably never heard this because I've never trained on it. <laughs> and I think you're going to get a lot of value out of it. Um, this is actually something that as soon as I completed it, several of um, our leaders said, oh my God, train on it differently, more. Uh, we want more. So I think you're going to love it. If you do, make sure you leave um, some feedback for me so that I am aware. You know, you can just DM me on, on any platforms on Instagram at Sign Boss Lee, TikTok Sign Boss Lee, Facebook's Jesse Lee Ward. So make sure you give me y'all feedback, my friends. Anyway, this episode is super, super powerful. And if you're looking for any kind of solutions in your business to working more with people inside of your organization, this is going to be something that's really beneficial. You need to know the different types of leadership uh, that they like to be led by. And also, it's useful to know your leadership style. You'll be able to tell in this episode which one I like to subscribe to. There's a couple, actually, that I sort of blend together. And so make sure you take notes. You're going to really want want notes on this episode, I promise. Today's reviewer of the show, by the way, and if you do get value out of this, please <clears throat> go leave a five-star review on Apple iTunes or on Spotify, is hannah.mr. Amazing. Five stars. Changed my entire life and journey in network marketing. She's authentic and continues to pour into people for free. We're not in the same company, but I've learned so much from Jessie Lee. She's a true leader and network marketing legend. I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much, Hannah. I appreciate you. Make sure you guys subscribe to jessieleetelegram.com. Just follow all the stuff in the show notes of the episode. And if you have any questions, like I said, feel free to DM me. If you do get value out of this, like I think you will, make sure you screenshot it, put in your stories, and tag me and tag some friends. The easiest way to share the show is to copy the direct link. So go ahead and do that and send it maybe in a text message to a group thread, to whatever you need to do. You can also directly link it to your Instagram stories. And if you need help with that, you can also DM as well. Hope you love episode 474. I'm pretty sure you will. And by the way, everything you're hearing in this episode of the show, of course, there are no income claims intended to be made uh, because what I do is hard work. So by no way are my results typical, um, but network marketing is the greatest of all time. Enjoy. But I'll tell you, uh, as an example of different leadership style, I will never forget this is two years ago, three years ago. I don't know. I got asked to go into a room and have a quick uh, meet and greet, question and answer, whatever, with a, a woman whose team, uh, she makes over a million dollars a year selling stuff, okay? And I will never forget the way she spoke to her team. I had a conversation with Lisa after. I'm like, I can't believe she talks to them like this. And they loved it. And she said, what do you mean? I'm like, she's belittling them. She's yelling at them. She was, um, I mean, I've, I've, I've never, like, it was worse than Jesse Lee on Zoom 10 years ago, hollering at people. Like, I was, my, I was so uncomfortable the entire time. Um, and I haven't seen her in a few years now. I know she's still earning, um, you know, set north of seven figures a year in her company. And... I just remember sitting there like that is not she's trying she's managing everything they're doing you know and then there's some people uh I'll use this name because I just I, I love him Rakan who he brings me on his team calls to soften with his six-figure leaders because everything he's like I'm like a dictator like I'm not I'm not your friend I am your leader I'm like oh my god I could never he's like I know Everything is pay to play. Everything is, oh, you said you were going to hit that rank and you didn't? Yeah, you like, 
Like, why are we even talking? You, I can't trust you. Like, I'm like, oh God, very different leadership style, right? And then you've got the people that are super soft, right? Like super, 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 super soft, total mush balls, total like, oh my God, I just, I just, I, all I do is I just love them where they are, right? And then you've got the people who set this insanely high standard and then people change. There's just so many different styles. So you're kind of, and so when I'm going through all these different leadership styles, I don't want to poo poo any of them because it's kind of like a chicken and an egg question, right? What comes first, right? Should I manage more? Should I lead more? And I will tell you, uh, while they are not the same leadership management, they do go hand in hand. They definitely go hand in hand. So if, you're more of the managerial style. In order to be effective in managing these people, you still have to have leadership skills. And if you are more of the leadership, high vision, big vision style, you still have to know how to manage people, manage the teams, manage the Zooms, manage maybe a staff if you have them, manage um, you know, peer group, manage all these things so that these people feel continue to feel inspired or empowered or engaged or successful in and of themselves, okay? Ultimately, though, both of these roles, it's all down to these two words, human behavior, which is really what this call is all about, human behavior. You want a team over this 90-day run that does more, that outperforms, that does crazy things you've never seen them do before. You want to be more engaged. It's human behavior. Okay. And so you can call them theories, leadership theories, I think is probably the best way to explain it. But these theories I'm going to go through are hopefully going to shed some light on different traits and behaviors that will help each of you and then therefore help the ripple effect of your teams cultivate their leadership abilities. Okay. So the first theory is called the contingency theory. Okay. This theory of leadership, and you'll start to see which ones you probably identify most of, uh, but I do think it's important you know all of them. Therefore, you can explain them and you can start identifying, oh, Kristen's like this. Oh, Whitney's like that. Oh, okay. That's how Jenny operates. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's Sarisa. That for sure is Jamie. Okay. That's Brie, whatever. Okay. So the contingency theory basically says that there is no one way or one style of leadership that is applicable to all situations and all people. So this style of leadership recognizes there are always variables in what's happening. There's always something influencing something. And it's up to the leader in the situation to choose the right course of action into taking, taking into account each of those variables. Okay. So it's kind of like looking at situations and saying, hold on a minute, I have to assess the needs of what's going on in, in this current exact situation, right? Analyzing situations at hand, acting accordingly, saying, ooh, I see what Brooke's going through. Oh, okay, now I see what's happening, why blah, blah, blah is not doing the reels. Now I'm starting to understand why, okay, now I've got the context. In this situation, I have to do differently than that situation. That's contingency, okay? Second, style or second theory or whatever you want to call it is the situational leadership theory, which is similar, but not the same to contingency. A situational theory in human behavior and leadership is stressing the importance of 
those variables and does not consider any one leadership style to be better than the others. As an example, how many of you have been in a situation where you're like, Jesse Lee, I need a coaching call and I need you to actually pretty much scream at me. Like that's where I am right now in the situation. I am being a lazy sack of crap. And if you don't basically bend me over on this call, then I'm, I'm just going to stay in this zone that I'm in. That's just a situation, right? And then sometimes you might message me and be like, hey, I need a call with you, but I just need you to hear me. Because my life is spiraling out of control. I'm losing my team. I just lost my biggest leg. X, Y, Z is attacking me. Um, I heard that there's a this, that there's a that, that there's a whatever, blah, whatever. Fill in the blank. And then you get a situational different Jesse Lee in that situation, right? Some of you are like, I need to spend time with you. We need to go, like, I need you to coach me through stuff, but can we do it at a dinner? Like, I want to I wanna create an experience with you. That's just kind of where my mindset is right now. I need to get in a creative space, and I need your creative side of your brain where you can lead me through this situation because right now I need the idea of what to put a contest together or something to move the needle forward, and I can't figure out what's going on. Situationally, I need the more creative, flowing Jesse Lee as ooh, Amazon. Get on Amazon. All right. Oh, got another one. Amazon. Okay. I accidentally alert. I turned on my, my, oops, my camera. I actually, I turned on my A-L-E-X-A. I won't say it on accident on the 212 call. And now it's like ding-a-linging over there, but situational. Okay. And it's not to say that somebody's leadership is better. It's more like the, the sum of all parts coming together as a whole. It's why our team is so strong. Really none of you, I mean, there's similarities, but none of you lead exactly the same. And I've never tried to change the way you lead. And the reason I don't want to change the way you lead is because if each of you has these areas where your leadership is strongest and we come together as one, then the then if I'm not in a state to be maybe really aggressive, I can be like, you know what? I'm not in a in a red place in my business right now, but can you go ahead and pick up the phone and talk to Jenny? She's in a really red stage right now. Right. Or, okay, I'm not in a super soft phase right now. Uh, Can you pick up the phone and I want you to chat with Angela Musco for a little bit. She knows exactly what to say to you. Okay, I'm not in a very analytical that, 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 that my brain's not there right now. I'm not lazy. I just not I don't want to think through the structure of that right now. Can you please go talk to Roberto? Right. These are situations and it's not that there's a fault in your leadership. It's that we are human beings. This is human behavior. There are different stages in your business and the leaders that are rising in your teams as well that you have to identify where their strengths currently are. Okay? So these combinations, uh, so it's also a combination though inside a situation of the actual leadership style and the maturity levels of the followers. Make sense? So... There's a reason that I can come and talk to you in certain ways that I don't ever present on a team call in front of 900 people, right? They're totally different (laughs) dynamics. It's a completely different situation. And one of the best ways where I could say, for those of you who are more visual, if you look at GoPro this year, Eric put me in three situations as a leader. Right? So people got to see three totally different styles of leadership, coaching, 
on the stage in front of 70,000, 72,000, whatever people. Okay? It's all situational. Okay? But your job in a situational leadership theory, if you will, is act once you've judged. This is part of what you would want to write down. Act once you've judged the situation. So don't... So, so that's when you would react and say, I'm not in a place right now to coach you the way you need to be coached right now. I'm in a different area of my life right now, now that I've assessed the situation. Okay? All right. The next leadership human behavior theory is called transformational leadership. And this style of leadership can also be called relationship relationship theory, relationship human behavior. You can probably guess what it is. Probably don't have to elaborate too much. But you're focusing on the relationship between the leaders and the team. The leaders and the team. The leadership and the team. This theory is more like um, for leaders who are much more on the inspirational side, much more on the big picture, transform your life side, much more on the big charisma, right? Motivation, inspiration, whatever side. And these leaders tend to be more of the people who encourage their team members to transform inward out and then become better in tasks, right? So you'll see me switch. You'll see me go into this style of leadership when I'm on a call where one of you is being very, very tactical. There's a reason why I like to follow up your trainings so that I can give, I can feed the team what they need after you've fed them whatever you're feeding them, right? So really technical. So, so when Jen Manning goes on and she goes, okay, bop, 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 right? And I don't mean it like loud like that or red. She's not very red when she's coaching, but she, she's, you know, she's like, you're going to do this and then you're going to do this and then you're going to do this. And then if you don't do that, you're not going to get the results. So you got to go do this. Like she's very, there's a lot of you who do it. Megan George coach is very similar. I really like the tactical training, right? You now are starting to notice that when I come in to pull it full circle, and this is a great example of why you might want to bring up some of your rising leaders with you, right? Let them train on some of your calls and then come and fill it in. That's when sometimes you might even watch me physically close the notebook that I was going to train from. And I go straight into transformational leader, right? I go right into, okay, what they actually need now is mindset. What they actually need now is to slow down and they need me to get more into that that heart space, that that charisma, that you can do this, that you, whatever. And then I'll pull from a story that I've read or, or that's in my mind or, or what have you. But those, when you're filling in those gaps, it can be really powerful. It can be really, really powerful. So that transformational leadership theory or human behavior theory, um, if that's your normal flow state, nothing wrong with it. Like if you're like, I'm a crappy tactical trainer, but I know I'm really good at that. Like, woo, 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 awesome. You and those people are typically motivated more so by the ability to actually show your team the significance of what they're doing and the higher good that's involved in it. Right? So it's not even so much anymore like focusing on numbers. These are the people that really 
are focused on potential because you can get the same outcome. Like they're like same thing, chicken egg. There's nothing really wrong with it, right? It's that some of you are, are more bottom line. Why aren't the numbers growing? Whatever, whatever, whatever. A transformational leadership style would be more like, what are we going to do in the world? You know, when you achieve blah, 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 how does everything around you change? What is the, the your sphere of influence? What is, what, what happens to your neighbor's, Christmas because you have stepped up and you've turned into a rank eight or whatever. Okay. So, uh, that's the transformational style. I know a lot of you are, are pretty comfortable in that style actually. Okay. Uh, the next style is transactional, transactional leadership, transactional theory, transactional human behavior, whatever. This is, this is more managerial. Nothing wrong with it. Okay, this is where you're going to basically exchange those little tasks with people and tell them what they have to do. This, this style is more revolving around supervising. Okay, like those of you maybe who are really comfortable in your group chats where you're like, hmm, what are you doing over there, Sasha? Right, like you're kind of watching, you're peering around a lot. Um, a lot of you might be in uh, more of a transactional leadership style uh, naturally if you're somebody who you know exactly what's going on on your pretty much your entire team's social media. You know what I mean? You know? I can't even believe that girl. She have go she has not gone live in like seven weeks. What the hell? I told her she needed to post. She needed to make a reel. She was supposed to do a TikTok. She was supposed to do da-da-da-da. I was just on there and she is a mess. Meanwhile, I'm like, I don't know. Oh, you went can I get love on my page? Dude, I don't even got your number saved in my phone yet. Who are you? Your number gets saved in my phone when you hit MVP. So I don't know who you are. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, like, what you talking about, all right? You haven't hit MVP? We, we, you're not getting, no, I don't know who you are when you text me or call me. Who are you, right? Uh, no offense, but I think there's a limit. I don't know if there's a limit, but <laughs> in my head, there's a limit of how many numbers you're allowed to save. So hit MVP or get out of here, all right? But anyway, I'm kidding. But anyway, that role of almost supervising, you know, knowing, again, all of the very specific things going on in people's businesses is really transactional. Um, also, someone may be really organized, right? Not a bad thing, but maybe you're pretty much providing spreadsheets. You're saying these are the, you know, check boxes that you need to be doing in order to, to build your, your team. Uh, and then also more of the teamwork stuff. Again, that goes into more of the, maybe the inside of chats, right? Uh just knowing each and every single little thing, the people who really thrive on the homework assignments where it's like, well, Sarah, did you do bah, bah, bah? And she's like, oh God, I don't know. <laughs> you know, those, you know, whatever it is, those people are very transactional in their leadership. Again, none of these is better than the other. It's just different styles. And once you start to know the styles, you're able to then help people perform in, in ways that work better for them. All right. So this transactional leadership style though, is very heavy usually on rewards and I don't, I don't know that punishments is the right word, but rewards and punishments as a basis for people's actions, right? So if you, you might be more transactional, if you're pulling all the reports, you know, everything that everybody's doing. And then when somebody hits said rank does said assignment follows every challenge you're rewarding that right and then same thing 
and so so now now that I'm explaining this a little deeper, some of you can see sometimes I definitely go into transactional, especially with these newer people. Where I'm like, oh my goodness, like come come on, man, you didn't even show up to the coaching call, or you didn't even you didn't even go live, you didn't even tell your story. You're still on melon, you know? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I can't believe it. You're on melon. What are you talking about? Those kinds of things. Uh, that the rewards and punishments inside of that. All right. Uh, is this all making sense so far? By the way, I just want to do like a do a little check really fast. See if everyone's get it, got it, good. You lost me at spreadsheets. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> you lost me at spreadsheets. I know. Mm. I actually do like the spreadsheets, but um, you got to find out where things actually you know where people can actually fit in. Okay. All right. Next one. I don't want to say it's my favorite, but it's definitely one of my favorites. Okay, this is definitely the this is definitely the behavioral theory uh, in human behavior that I, I I don't know if it's that I appreciate it the most. I think that my brain just responds to it the best. Okay, and this is called behavioral theory. <laughs> Do I even need to say more? Are we already here like, oh, oh, Jesse Lee. Okay, I just love this. Okay? In behavioral theory or behavioral human behavior, leadership style, whatever, the emphasis on how you choose to lead somebody through a situation shifts from the traits and qualities that the person has to their behaviors and actions. Which is probably why, you know, why I like this so much. Okay? Basically, I just don't fall in love with potential anymore. And maybe I just got jaded after 11 years of this, but I don't, like, you can probably hear it in my voice a lot lately when I talk about the 90-day run, and part of it is because I'm trying to pre-frame the 90-day run for them that it's going to be very intense. And then most of it is because I just, I'm just ready for 800 people to say they're running and on day two to have 35 show up for day two, you know? Like, I just, I mean, it, they're not bad people. I love them all, okay? But, uh... I don't text back anymore to the, you know, six paragraph long texts of this is my year. This is it. I'm doing it. I'm hitting champ this month. I'm hitting pro champ this month. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a hundred customers this month. I'm going to do a live every day. I'm going to, I'm going to retire my mom. I'm like all this beautiful stuff that I'm like, yes. I used to be like, yeah, 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 we're going to do it, baby. We're going to do it. And then I just, I don't know, man, reality smacked me across the face. And now I love the behavioral theory. Okay. Here's also why, though. The behavioral theory, not only, like I said, emphasis, the, the emphasis shifts from who they could potentially be to who they actually are through their actions, 
But also what I love about this is the behavioral theory basically says that effective leadership is the result of learned and acquired skills, which means that the people that aren't telling you what they're going to do and instead just do it also have a fighting chance. Do you understand? It's like, that's where all my heart is in it is it's like, instead of counting people out, I'm like, Oh, Oh my God, look, Jamie's doing it. Oh my God, look, Courtney's doing it. Oh my God, look, Luna's doing it. Oh my God, look, Sasha's doing it. Oh my God, look. Like that's where I get excited about it. Cause I'm like, they're just doing it. And you'll start to see people then rise up where like yesterday I was sending out some text messages for 90 day run stuff. Still need to send some, but you Android people kill me. I can't do any of it from my computer. But, um, <laughs> like I actually sent a message to a chat and I said, Hey, is there anybody that I, that I, that you think I may have forgotten on your team who's rising up? Like, I want to make sure we're seeing everybody who's actually doing this dang thing. I want to make sure everybody who we might not know who they are yet, but some of you know who they are because maybe they're consistent rank threes or fours and they're just crushing the customer game or whatever. Um, I want to know who those people are. So this is very effective leadership in my opinion, because again, it's that learned and or acquired skill. And it really is proposing that every single one of us can learn and make a choice to be a good leader. You can make the choice then, the decision to make a million dollars in 2022. Why is that so difficult for me to say? What's wrong with me? 2022, okay? Like it's, it's the people who then make that, it's a decision. And so I think that's why I like it so much. Because when I look back on my life, most of my success makes no sense on a logical side, right? I was set up my whole childhood for failure, right? But also I made the choice that all of those things that were supposed to define me as unsuccessful were going to make me the most successful person I could possibly be. So finding those people who's probably quite frankly, their past is quite messy and then watching them rise up. I personally think that the behavioral theory just has so much hope attached to it that I just resonate very, very, uh, very strong with it. Okay. Strongly strong, whatever. Okay. The next theory of leadership is the great man theory, <laughs> great man theory of human behavior. And this is the assumption that leadership is born. And I think there's some people that for sure resonate with this. It's one of the things that I find to be insulting. I know some of you know that, right? Like we're like, oh, she's just born to be a leader. I'm like, where? <laughs> where? Where in my past was I born to be a leader? You let me know because um, I don't see what you see. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this great man theory is like, you know, born in you, you're bred for that instead of being somebody who, who made themselves, who made that decision like the behavioral theory. Um, basically, this theory says, you know, a person who is capable of leading an organization has the personality traits of a leader, right? Was born with charm, was born with confidence, was born smart enough, was born with communication skills, was born with, uh, you know, with social, the ability to, to, uh, to not be socially awkward, 
whatever it is. So this theory really emphasizes the idea that leadership is something uh, that you possess or you don't. And that it's not something you can learn. And it drives me crazy because how many of you have learned how to be a better leader? How many of you have how many of you have learned to be a better leader? Right. Because it's something you can learn. Now, are there people who... So, I will say, when I look back on my childhood, because uh, they say, you know, little girls that are loud and stubborn and bossy and whatever. They say all this stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I was loud. Yes. Uh, I was also bossy. Yes. Uh, I also couldn't stop talking. Yes. Whatever. But I never really... I don't, I don't know that that was really a leadership because I can think of really annoying kids that I went to school with that really wouldn't shut up. And, uh, I mean, I, that, that, that theory to me would suggest that, that those people should basically be presidents of companies and or the country, right? Well, where are they? Where are they? And I also think that that is a cop-out. I think some of you probably in moments of your life anyway, sit on calls like this and you have that imposter syndrome where you go, oh gosh, it, 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 it must, it, it seems easier for Brittany. It seems easier for Amber. It seems easier for Amanda. It seems easier for Team Terry. It seems easier, whatever, you know, fill in the blank. Don't, don't let that be a cop-out. I don't see people using the great man theory as something aspirational, right? I see people using it as like, oh, woe is me. It was just easier for Lizbeth. Really? Really? Or did she make the choice to learn how to talk to people? One of the, one of my favorite examples of this is actually my, my brother, Nathan. Uh, if you don't know, Nathan, when we, when we grew up, we were pretty much the same size. I was always bigger. I was like a bigger kid. And then he was like, you know, little, um, and skinny, and I was like the chubby sister, whatever. So people thought we were twins. And when people, because we're only 17 months apart, and so when people would meet us, they would say, oh, so they're twins, she's the one with the personality, and he's the smart one. I would be, we, I was told that my whole life. Like, my whole childhood, not my whole life, my whole childhood. And what's really interesting about that is from both sides, it's really toxic and negative, right? Like, be careful the words you say to kids, obviously. But I always thought that I was, I thought I was dumb for a really long time. And my brother thought he didn't have a personality. My brother's a stoic. I don't know if, any, I think some, I think maybe Courtney's met Nathan. A couple of you maybe have met Nathan. Uh, he's a stoic. So he just doesn't show any emotion. He's always in his brain. He's always thinking. He's the greenest of greens. Super analytical. He's a brilliant mind. Like he can run. He can like, you know how I'm, I am with words where I can basically blink and I remember everything I read? He's like that with numbers. So he'll blink and he'll look at like a squiggly line and he can tell you the statistical probability of whatever. Genius. He has the Maryland state record for AP tests. He self-taught himself 24 different AP tests and got fives on all of them except for one. He got a four. He was really mad at himself. He's the guy that self-taught himself to be fluent in Chinese and now is doing it in Spanish. Like, he's just, his brain's just different, okay? I know. <laughs> I'm, I, I come from good stock. What can I say? Okay! 
she's, she's the smartest person I've ever met. But uh, I know my, my godson, my nephew, is, is going to be trilingual. How cool is that? So Spanish, Mandarin, Chinese, and English. So, so cool. So anyway, he'll be able to speak to the whole world. He's going to... I won't need him to put me in a retirement home, but, you know, he'll be, he'll be so rich. <laughs> he'll be able to put me in a retirement home. I can't wait. All right. So anyway, uh, <laughs> it's a coupon. Yeah. He's, oh my God. He's, I love him. Anyway, my point being, I remember coming home from college. I was probably 23. Well, that doesn't make sense. I guess I wasn't coming home from college, but I was seeing him for a, a holiday. And I don't see my brother that often, right? And he had this big, bubbly personality. Now, how many of you, you hear me talking about what he's like? Just like stone-faced, you know, hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> and he's like, hi, Jesse Lee. Da, da, da. I'm like, what, is he? what are you on? What are you doing? What is happening? And Finally, every family member is saying something, right? Every family member is like, Nathan, where is this personality from? Nathan, whoa, you're in a good mood. Nathan, you're, you're, you've changed since last holiday season or whatever. And I will never forget. I finally pulled him to the side. I said, what did you do? Like, I love it. You're really bubbly and funny and charismatic. He goes, yes, I am charismatic now. <laughs> What are you trying to tell me? He goes, I bought books. I bought all the books on charisma. I bought all the books on how to have a personality. I was, I studied how to have a personality. And look, now I have one. I remember thinking to myself, that is either the coolest or the most psychotic thing I have ever heard in my life. Right? And we were just giggling about it because how is leadership any different? It's just a skill. How many leadership books are you reading? Right? How many, how many books on how to develop people have you read? Are you bad at developing leaders currently? Yeah. But so was I. I talked about this on 212. It was my biggest weakness. I cried in front of Eric Worre the second time I met him because he was like, well, why aren't you making a million dollars a year? And I'm like, because I don't know. I, I, I can't develop leaders. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know how to develop leaders. I don't know how to attract them. I don't know how to develop them. I don't know. How, I don't know what I'm doing. And he basically said something like, well, then learn. He probably didn't say that, but my brain heard that. Right. And then I went right into, oh my gosh. Okay. Now, now I get it. And so that's why they say, you know, leadership is constantly, you know, it's a learning process constantly, 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 because you have to learn. I was so bad at that. So those of you who are stuck there, you're like, most of you are stuck at champ because that is your biggest weakness. You don't know how to attract leaders and you don't know how to develop them. You have to learn. If you subscribe to this theory of great man of theory, the great man theory of leadership, then you will never learn. You'll sit there at champ for the rest of your life, which there's, you know, I'm not poo-pooing it. That's still great. But you'll sit there for the rest of your life frustrated when everybody else passes you, not understanding it's just a skill set. It's just a skill set. Okay? All it is is choosing to learn. So, again, like, poo-poo, great man theory. Go back to behavioral. <laughs> Choose to learn the behaviors that attract leaders. Choose to learn the behaviors that 
that uh, of how to coach somebody to do more. Choose to learn the behaviors. I'll never forget. Um, I'm sure Sasha doesn't forget this either. But first of all, he harassed me all around Germany. I'm sure he remembers that. Um, <laughs> but he had a GoPro and he was like chasing me all over Germany with this damn GoPro as if I'm not exhausted already. And he would set the GoPro up in the car on the Autobahn and he would start just hammering me with questions, question after question, after question, after question, after question. I'm like, Oh my God, Sasha, can I take a nap? No, no naps in Germany. Right. Yeah. Eight hours later. Right. Okay. Like nonstop videos. But I don't know if you remember this, but you asked me, he said, how do you get to rank 10? Do you remember? He said, how do you get to rank 10? And I said, oh, okay, I'll give you the tactic. I said, you have to know everything in your business. And I used the example of, I said, here's how you're structured. And then I went through it. I said, you have this leg, you have this leg. I said, under this leg is this person, this person, this person, this person. I went all the way under Andy. I told him all the names of all these people, all the way. And Sasha's not frontline, unfortunately, to me, right? Yet. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, so many big things coming. <laughs> anyway, 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 progress is being made. Uh, so progress, not perfection, people. Okay, it's going to be pretty perfect soon. All right, but anyway, he was stunned. He said, how do you know all of that about my business? And I'm like pointing people out, right? We were in Munich, I think, actually. We're like pointing people out. I said, yeah, she's under him. He's under her, whatever, whatever. And I said, now the job is... How do I help those people get to three to get those people to four to those people to five, six, seven, and then you eight, nine, ten? We had this whole conversation around it, right? You have to choose to learn all of these different things, right? What are the questions? Learn the right things by asking the right questions. He asked the right question, and now you see, obviously, the business continuing to grow in, quite frankly, a continent that is just not too easy to grow in right now. Not too easy to grow in right now, okay? By the way, shout out to Sasha and Anna and Andreas Ulrich. They are the the only people I know of in the entire company, by the way, I guess I could be wrong, uh, who in the hustle and bustle promo earned those pool shares. So crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, I'll take $5 whenever you get a chance. Um, my PayPal is getting... <laughs> All right, the next theory, <laughs> super proud of you guys. Hmm. The next theory um, is called the trait theory of human behavior, trait theory. So it's similar in ways to great man, right? That you're born with it. It does assume leaders are born with traits that make them more suitable for the role of a leader than those who lack the natural born traits. So part of this you can subscribe to in some ways, I would say. Like for sure, there's some DNA involved, I would say. You know, there's, there's some of it where, without a doubt, intelligence as an example, is it is in your DNA, right? Your ability, like, like our parents are different, right? Or... Uh, traits, maybe being born in America or being born in a family where you learned English. These are traits that are very useful, 
right? There are certain things in this theory and in general, maybe you subscribe to this, maybe you don't, where you notice some people are much better at being held accountable, right? Uh, or some people have a huge sense of responsibility. Some people are more creative, right? That lets those people excel uh, in different parts of the leadership, right? The problem with this though, as, as much as I do actually agree that some of us, um, whether it's something that was born into us with DNA or situational, not situational leadership, but like I know I'm a, a great leader that continues to be great because of situations from my childhood. I was, like I was pushed into leadership positions very, very young. Um, that's a trait I learned because I, it was a survival mechanism. Some of you I know can relate to that. But the big flaw in this one, in my opinion, um, is that it doesn't offer, there's, not it doesn't, there is no list that is conclusive of leadership traits. Does that make sense? So like, my problem with trait theory is if I ask every single one of you to describe just in characteristics the most impactful leader of your life, even if you were all talking about the same person, you would use different ways to describe that person, right? So that's the problem with trait theory, in my opinion, is like, there's certain things people will probably always say like, oh, they're consistent, you know? Or, I don't know what else you would say. <laughs> That's the one that popped in my head right now, right? But there are different things. You'd all, you would all say different traits because, again, this goes back into personality. Bottom line, though, is... So those, those are the seven. I think I went through all seven. Did I miss any? I might have missed some. I don't know. I think I got them all. The bottom line with this is that leadership is not a one-size-fits-all game, Right? leadership is based on different ways of thinking. Some people, their brains work more along traits and qualities. Some people, it's more situational and listening. Some people, it's more data-driven. It's all leadership, though. And leadership, as I know you know, is so multidimensional. It's what makes leadership so hard. Is that, how many of you can relate to this? It's probably just like parenting. Just as soon as you think you got it, you're like, damn, I don't got it. <laughs> Just as soon as you think you got those little whippersnappers figured out, damn, what planet is out of alignment out here? There is something going on. What is, what on, what, in, what are you talking, what is going on? Okay, new obstacles constantly because leadership is so multidimensional. And there's so many factors that go into filling the actual role of a leader. Because the number one factor of being a leader is being human. The human side of this business makes it the best job in the world and also the most difficult job in the world. Pretty sure we all agree on that one, right? But leadership is the most prized skill, I'm using that word on purpose, in the entire world. You can't even fight with me on this. It gives you everything. The better leader you become, 
if you're a significance-driven leader, which every single one of you is at least partially significance-driven, okay? So, like, just FYI, just some people are very psychotically significance-driven and will sacrifice their entire lives, their entire businesses, their whole damn family to get their name on a stage or something, okay? Please don't be like that. It is, those, those people are really scary. But it is so prized that you will get on, you will have the significance. You will have your name said. You will be on stages. You will have your name in lights. You will have, you know, the title next to your name if that's the significance you want, right? If it's finances, leadership is prized. You get paid in this business, in this world, by how many people your leadership can move. It's a direct reflection. Now, network marketing, that's where one of these imperfections for sure comes in, obviously, where like some of us get hella lucky, like God bless network marketing for it, right? You get a runaway leg, you get whatever, you get two runaway legs, three runaway legs, you recruit, yeah, three bombs, and next thing you know, you're coasting off into the sunset on a yacht in the Mediterranean, you know, whatever. Okay, that happens for sure. For sure these things happen. But the long-term money, the legacy money and the money you feel good about, that is based off of leadership, right? Maybe you, maybe you love this business and you love leadership because it feels good to you. Well, then it's still the best prize, right? The feeling some of you get where when people say, you've changed my life, you can't get that by not being a great leader. Right. And if you want to keep maybe that's something some of you need to chase more. Right. Chase changing people's lives more so that you can keep hearing that. I, I mean, I, I'll tell you, I've run for those. I, I am obsessed with the DMs from people not on our team that are like, I just I just got another one two days ago. Hey, just made a million dollars this year. Not in our company. Right. And she's like, thank you for convincing me to do MLM. Thank you for being my mentor through everything. Thank you for always answering my questions in my DM. Thank you for telling me to go to this event, that event, whatever. Like, and thank you for always being there. She's like, whenever, like any, anytime, like you, whatever. I, they, ah, the, those are worth way more than money to me. Those ones like, oh my God, oh my God. So if you are somebody where it is, you're doing this for heart, get to be, a better leader. You can lead masses of people. You can help way more people if you learn the skills. All the prizes, the houses, the cars, like I said, the significance, the titles, the whatever, everything comes through leadership. Everything comes through leadership. So identify where you need to pivot into each of those different styles Whichever one of those styles you go, ooh, that one's me, start deep diving on that, right? Maybe do some more research, like, ooh, that is definitely, I'm more, I'm behavior for sure. Or maybe you were on here and you're like, no, I'm definitely situational. Oh, I'm all contingency. Oh, I'm definitely transformational. Whatever it was, start to learn how you can work more in your gift zones so you can continue to earn those quote unquote prizes as well. That was good, wasn't it? Episode 474, baby. All right, so when you screenshot this and you share it right now, tell me what your leadership theory style is. I'm curious. I want to see I want to see the differences between all of you. So go ahead and do that and make sure you grab that link and share it directly with a friend. I want you to find out what your friends are too so you can communicate better with them. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Make sure you leave a review and I'll see you over on jessieleetelegram.com.